Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Elhamdülillahi Rabbil Alemin. Salatu vesselamu ala şerifliği ve nusri. Muhammedun Resulullah sallallahu aleyhi ve aleyhi ve sallallahu aleyhi Teslimen kathiren kathiren. Humma vadu. My brothers and sisters, there is a book that you should read. And the name of that book is Outliers. O-U-T-L-I-E-R-S. Outliers. And it is written by a guy called Malcolm Gladwell. Now Malcolm Gladwell, he wrote the book, also another book called Tipping Point and various other things. He is, by training and profession, a statistician. So he works with data. And then he uses that data to extrapolate um, theories and probabilities and so on. And in that book, one of the, he writes several interesting things. One of the very interesting things he writes and he also shows evidence of that from uh, incidentally the lives of some very very famous people and he calls it the 10,000 hour rule 10,000 hour rule now he says that in order to get expertise in anything whatever it is he talks about golf he talks about uh, computer programming he talks about anything um, he says to get expertise in anything, you must do that thing thoughtfully for 10,000 hours. Now, very interestingly, he shows data from 6,000 hours of practice, 8,000 hours of practice, and 10,000 hours of practice. Now, you might think that, you know, after all, 8,000 hours is a lot of hours. But the difference in efficiency, the difference in output between 8,000 hours and 10,000 hours is exponential. It's huge, right? It's not linear. It's not like you can't relate it to the 2,000 hours. It's far, far in excess. And that is the, the thing about the secret of doing something thoughtfully. Now, again, the important thing is it's not just to mechanically do something round and round and round. It's, it is to do it thoughtfully with full concentration and thoughtfulness, Right? When I read this book and I read this theory, I first thing I that came to me was that how many hours of salah would I have prayed in my life? A pretty pretty straightforward calculation if you want to do that, which is five salah per day. So each salah is how much? Let's say let's be generous and say ten minutes. Huh? Usually five minutes, but ten minutes, ten minutes. Usually five minutes, but ten minutes. Ten, ten minutes is. 50 minutes, right? No, 25 minutes. 5 salah, 10 minutes each. Uh, I'm not talking about nafil and so on. So, 5 salah, 10 minutes each. So, 10 fives are 50. 50 minutes per day. Now, multiply that by 365 because it's every day. Then multiply by that by the number of years. So, Say you started praying at, just to give a rough calculation, say you start praying at age 10. And you are now age 60, so you pray for 50 years. So how much is that? Somebody has a, does it do it? 904,500. There you go. 9,000? 904,000. So 9,000, no, no, no. How can we 900,000? Almost a million. Almost a million, huh? 
So this guy is talking about, and that's minutes. 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 Uh, yeah. So, so we need hours. So divide them by sixty. Two fifty-three hours. No, can't be two. No, no, no. Sixty minutes in an hour. Sixty. Sorry. <laughs> divide by sixty. How much? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand hours. Right. Exactly. That. That's the number I had. Fifteen thousand hours. So technically speaking, we should be experts in solar, right? According to Malcolm Gladwell's theory, we should be experts in solar. Because we have done one and a half times, 50% more than what Malcolm Gladwell says is required to be expert in, in something. You need 10,000 hours, we have, we have 50,000, 15,000 hours. Anybody who's 60. But are we expert in solar? What is the meaning of expert in solar? The only thing which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asked for, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't tell us the expert in salah means that you, you know your, your recitation should be good or something. No. What is it? Office salatim? Hajo. Khosho. Take that one thing. Everything else is important, no problem. But take that one thing. Do we have khosho? At the expert level, I'm not saying that nobody has any khosho. No. We, each of us know. Some days, some days we get it, some days we don't get it. So what's the problem? You know there were two armies, and if you read the history of the world, there were two there were two armies of two nations. A nation I don't mean the nation states. Nation states is less than hundred years old. I'm talking about actual, actual empires and so on. Two armies, which were phenomenally successful. I mean, the many many there were many successful commanders and so on and so on. But those were Individuals, like take Kharib Walid individual commander never lost a war, but that's one man. When Khalid bin Walid was removed from the command, all kinds of all kinds of stuff happened. I'm not talking about one man, I'm saying the whole nation. There were two nations. One nation ruled without a break for over 1,000 years. Can you name for me that nation? Over 1,000 years. And the second nation ruled for less than that, but they conquered the maximum amount of land territory ever in the history of the human race. To give you an idea, Alexander, who we call Alexander the Great, roughly had about a million square miles of land which he conquered, about 1 million, 1.2 million or something. The Roman Empire, at its peak, controlled around 3.3.5 million or so. So that's about three times Alexander's. The Banu Umayyah, because after that the Banu Abbas, as far as territories and, and conquest was concerned, they didn't do anything. They're, they're, Growth was more in uh, education and, and, and learning and so on. But the Banu Umayyah did a lot of conquests. They controlled around five point something million acres of uh, square miles of land. But Genghis Khan, the Mongols, they, they conquered over 13 or 14 million square miles of land. The whole of China, the whole of Asia, half of Europe. Largest land ever. 
right? The whole Mughal, uh, not, not Mughal, Mongol, the whole, whole Mongol uh, dynasty from Genghis to Kublai, Kublai was the last of them and then it sort of started breaking up. Uh, that was roughly about under 200, under, under about 200 years. But who ruled for a thousand years, tell me. I gave you the hint already. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Romans. The Romans. Ottomans ruled, but the Romans. Over a thousand years. And interestingly, the principles of the Roman Empire and Roman rule are alive and well and used till today. Because who inherited the principles of Roman rule and empire? The British. And who inherited them from the British? This country. Same principles. So ideas outlast human life. Now, why am I, why am I giving this example and how is this linked to uh, Malcolm Gladwell and practice? It's linked by one of the famous quotes from uh, history of Romans. They used to, both Genghis Khan's army and the Mongols and the Romans, what they excelled in, that's why their success did not depend on one leader. Their success, every soldier was successful. It's dependent on one thing and that was drill. They used to say, war, they used to say drill is war on the parade ground. And war is drill in the battlefield. No difference. And what was the key, key to that? The key to that was the ability for large groups of people to perform on command, do what they are told to do, irrespective of the pressure. So no matter how many arrows are flying, no matter how many spears are flying, no matter who is dying, the individual soldier does what he is supposed to do, does not break under pressure. Genghis Khan's army was a light cavalry, um, so horse-mounted, and they used to use what is called the double-curved bow. So they were archers, they were mounted archers, the whole army. They also had swords, but they had almost zero infantry, so there's always a complete cavalry. Genghis Khan's army, <coughs> was comprised of different uh, units, but the biggest, largest unit was called the Tuman. And the Tuman was 10,000 cavalry soldiers, 10,000 horses. The Tuman was trained to the point where at full gallop, they could do a complete about turn and come back. 10,000 soldiers, simultaneously 10,000 horses. One horse goes wrong, he'll take down the whole line. That was the level of training. And where did it show its, its, its uh, expertise? When they were fighting practically the last battle with the Khawarizm Empire, the Muslims. Genghis Khan completely wiped out the, the Khawarizm Empire, totally, completely wiped it off the face of the earth. The Sultan of Khawarizm and all the cities ceased to exist. And the last battle was with the Prince of Khawarizm, Jalaluddin, 
And this is, this is exactly what they did. They rode one full day and one full night. They rode for over 24 hours. And then as the sun was rising, they did a complete about turn and came. Sun in the eyes of the Khwarizm soldiers. The Mongols had the sun behind them. And they finished that army. Why? Drill. Practice. Conscious practice. The same thing with the Romans. They say, I mean, military history is my favorite reading. So I, I read a lot of books on uh, military history. Amazing, amazing results with thoughtful practice. No matter what it is. And that's why I say, let me share this with you. That, let's begin with Salah. Nobody's asking us to fight battles. <laughs> so as far as we are concerned, let's begin with Salah. Thoughtful practice. Can you imagine? 15,000 hours of praying and we still haven't got it right. So when is it going to, ha when is it going to happen? When will it happen? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to instill in us the love for himself, Jalla Jalla, which will bring about this khushu, inshallah. That when we stand before him, we are cut off from the world completely and totally. No concern, no thought, nothing can disturb us. And we are connected to him, Jalla Jalla. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be pleased with all of us and never to be displeased. وصلى الله على نبي الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمه الله